Hey, I'm Rachel Crow. And I'm Brad Biteman. I'm the voice of Bargery Buffet. I'm the voice of Neil Gregg. And together we're everything else that everything it takes else. to do this podcast. I edit it, we write, write it. it. We get our friends to do You get it. And right now we're talking to you as ourselves mm-hmm. because we've got some exciting news. Yes. And the first bit of news is thank you. Yes. Thank you for listening to this. Just imagine for, that. Thank you, you for paying attention to me. Pick up a newspaper headline. <laughs> thank you. Breaking. Read all about it. <laughs> Um, thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this at all. That's crazy. It's so nice. It's, it really, it really, really, really means a lot uh, to people like us with very little. Yes, To wake nothing. up in the morning for. <laughs> so mostly, yeah, we want to say thank you and I love you. I love you and thank you. Because it's just bonkers that uh, someone's listening that isn't our moms yes. or our high school friends. No. And it's great that our high school friends and moms are listening. Yes. And our second bit of news, speaking of people other than my mom. We also have been nominated for, for five, five different awards. Awards at the same. Come on. There are five different categories of the mm-hmm. Audioverse Awards. Yes. So what are the categories for, Brad? Audio, design, and action. Uh, lead actor for you. Supporting actor for, for me. You. Shockingly. Shockingly. Definitely my best chance at getting that <laughs> for anything. Writing for us and overall production for us. If you wanted to vote for us, we'll put the link in the description. We will make it That's as easy as possible. Yes. It's totally your call. We're yes. still going to do this show if Absolutely. you don't. Or if you want to write and review the show. Show. That's oh yeah, also nice. we never get to say that. No, but, but it's supposed to help, so that's crazy. Yeah, and thank you. And finally, finally, we just, we just want to say what you're about to listen to. It's a live episode. It's a live episode. So it's gonna sound a little uglier than our others, but sure. it's got the same beautiful heart of yes. a true Bargery buffet mini mystery, which yes. is what it is. It's there are sound effects. Mm-hmm. There's no editing. There's no editing, baby. It's There's all raw. Some visual jokes that you'll get to. Yeah, hear. you'll get to one. hear people respond to one visual joke, mm-hmm. and I like even on what it was. Yeah. We brought a tiny drum set it's with us. a very us, small drum set. Which was very cute. So Picture this... a regular drum set, shrink it down, tiny. you got it. That's exactly it. So we were part of a show called Podcast Party at the Pack Theater in lovely Los Angeles, California. Spanish Holly... for the Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. What you're about to hear is not season two. No. It's in a weird middle ground between It's in purgatory. Either. Yes. Just like many of us will be when we die. Yeah. Neither heaven nor hell. Yes, because we're unbaptized babies. The next season of our podcast. Hot on its, it's way. Well, on its way. We're working eventually. on it. Eventually. We are working very hard on it. It's going to be a little time, but that's fine. I appreciate your patience. All we great, appreciate your patience so very much. All great things come from waiting. I'll and never open my presents until five weeks after Christmas. <laughs> So sad. Yeah, I know. So thank you so much. And enjoy all the the worlds a lot. Welcome to Baudry Buffet Mini Mystery, starring Baudry Buffet, the cruise detective. Put your deduction skills to the test with this week's case, All the Worlds a Lot, based on the short story. Dress rehearsal was death's rehearsal. (laughs) I don't care what Richard Gere tweets. The sea is the original black box theater. It's dark, a quality metaphor for death. And whenever you go, you kind of don't want to be there which is also like the library. Also, last thing, real quick, neither are comfortable places to sit, unlike the library. (laughs) These are a few of the observations I've picked up 
from a lifetime of ghosting the play during intermission? Anyway, imagine 60 of these pay-what-you-shouldn't theaters on a single boat, and you've got the Hudson River Puddle Playhouse, the offshore, off-off Broadway. Every seat is broken in a new, innovative way. And I could barely hear myself think against all the vocal warm-ups. <laughs> this cringe fest of a fringe fest is home to the most serious bad actors and the most useless parodies, like the gender-swapped Alexandra Cameltoe. <laughs> Alexandra Cameltoe, they are waiting in Old Navy for you. Me, I loved her. Me, I worked for her. And me, I'm the damn fool who pointed out her camel toe. <laughs> Stop it! Oh my god! These Fezfibians are the same Hudson River freaks who petitioned Captain Sully go to jail for noise pollution. They're also the villains in the upcoming Sully 2. Two were the understudy's friends who gave this statement. 
Oh, yeah. The show was uh, really cool. And we loved how long it went. And the set design was so cool. Okay, so our only witnesses weren't paying attention. Yeah, the set design is a cigarette on a stool. But the third guy boarded yesterday and saw no other shows besides this one. There he is, loitering outside the production of Cats. <laughs> wow. I've never heard memory sung with such complacency. Hi, Marjorie Buffet. Alvin O'Calvin, nice to meet you. That's an interesting name and how stupid it sounds. The O'Calvins were once the head of the Catholic mob. Until they were killed in the 72 gang wars by the agnostic mafia. I'm aware. Yeah, the agnostic's entire defense was, who can ever really say? Speaking of freak accidents, if I watched a woman die on stage, I wouldn't catch a matinee the next morning. Well, she was just another study, as I later found out, so it's not sad. Now, if I had noted that in the program, this whole thing could have been avoided. Wait, what? Huh? No, what, what were you saying? Well, I don't think I... Uh, no, you basically just admitted to the crime of No, here. I admitted to nothing. Oh, hear that? If, uh, if the all-toddler cast of Cats is already forgetting the lines, I should get going. I've paid $1.75 for a VIP meet-and-greet with Mob Yonkers. You don't get to meet her or greet her. You'll kill her! That's what I told her, but she said anything for her fans, then went back to refreshing her Wikipedia link to see if it's still red. <laughs> well, even if I was trying to kill her, you don't know how or why, and you're not going to know by the end of the show when I get to my meet-and-greet with cheeses and meats. Gotta go! <laughs> By the end of the show, we've only got three and a half hours to figure out the how and why. Let's go now so we can get seats together. There's no way that'll be a problem, but yeah, sure. <laughs> Open on me! I just woke up and I'm wet as hell! Knock, knock, knock! That's also me! Knock it! No response! Knock! Forget this! Kick! The door opens and I walk through, waving hello to a captive audience! of doctors, because I've just been born! <laughs> okay, how do you kill someone from the audience? Did he tamper with the cigarette? Nope, Maud makes me buy them from the Hudson News of the Newark airport. The props are clean. I always see the same characters on the subway! The little boy! The old man, Bill Clinton! There they are, on the G-train on my iPad! Playing mad TV that I turn up all the way. It's really loud, so I use my earbuds as earplugs. Now it's a good volume! <laughs> Jesus Christ, how far into the show did she die? At the very end, which is creepy because the whole last scene is Maud in Heaven finally trying a cronut. <laughs> did the crowd realize she was dead? No, they tried to clap her back to life like Tinkerbell. Oh, no. The first call I ever made on my car phone was to order a pizza to the cab. I got it! Ate the whole thing without napkins and tipped nobody! Because that's exactly how many people I relied on in this damn town I had arrived! This seems like a lot of her life stories are just her being difficult. Ma'am, you have to move your car! It's blocking the parade path! But if I take time to repark, I'll be a little late to a haircut! And I'm getting the rise! But your hairdresser would understand! And yet here you are, like the tanks in Tiananmen and Square, and you will never forget the day Maud Yonkers canceled the St. Patty's Day Parade for a passing whim! 
Yeah, it's a bad play. She's gotten good at dodging tomatoes. Oh my god, people are that cartoonishly not into it? On my first day of school, a bunch of fourth graders beat me up for being half Greek! And for the names I was calling them! <laughs> nice try, bring it on! throw them in the middle until it's clear she's not gonna stop. And the autopsy didn't find any poison, just a small cut on her throat. So many hours lost in bodegas. Am I in the mood for cashews or walnuts? I scream at a sleeping cat. Keeping it down, bellows the manager whose non-white race I have swapped out for Italian. Oh, Calvin must be connected to some part of her past. Does she have any ties to the mob? No, she'd do a monologue about it if she did. She even does one about cutting a line at a deli. No serving 63. I glance at my paper tab. Not even close. With every slide of the slicer, I grow more impatient. <laughs> slice 64. Could I forgive myself if I slice 65? Take breath, Marty. Squish 66. That was chicken salad! No going back now! Slice 67! That's a me! I taste the lie in my mouth. Like the radish milk I ordered. It tastes just okay! Anyway, I ended up getting three cases of super duper Jewish wine, and it was bad, so I poured it out the window on dancing children! I thought it were a fire hydrant, busted open! Only in New York! Defenseless actress. 
<laughs> Take a seat, O Calvin, ladies and gentlemen of the audience. How do you kill someone without ever leaving your seat? A gripper grabber like for picking up trash? No, but that's a great idea and it's mine. <laughs> you throw a tomato at them because everyone else is doing it and you slip a razor blade in there like no one ever really did to Halloween candy to slice a neck vein without anyone noticing. Boo, we all hate this, boo. But she didn't die till the end. Imagine you're an understudy. You get splattered with a tomato early in the show because you have less dodging experience. Mm. Stings a little, you keep going. You feel woozier and woozier, but as your mentor always screeches, the show must go on. You don't notice the blood. It looks like tomato juice until the very last scene. It takes place in heaven, so I assume she was dressed in an all-white version of her regular clothes. It's a bold costuming choice. It's community theater mumbo-jumbo. How could nothingness ever resemble anything? Only then does the understudy realize how much she's been bleeding. And what was her cocky resilience to soldier on has become her losing too much blood over the course of too many stories about your bitch mother. She was a cold, stupid woman unlike me. Yeah, back to the show. Yes, I agree. God, he's not on your side. He tried to kill you last night. But why? Maud, you've inconvenienced a lot of people throughout your life. But which rambling, climaxless story was his? I have a guess. You took his deli number, and it ruined his life, and the lives of everyone he ever loved. What? No way! I've never seen him before! Everyone loves me! You don't even remember? Oh, it's you, Donnie Lonigan! No, what? She just said my name! Fine. <laughs> Allow me to remind you. Triple kosher wine. Pop said the Jewish mob would only accept triple kosher wine at the meeting. It has to be made a certain way. You can't even talk about bread in front of the grapes. It was literally invented to be so weird, goys wouldn't drink it. Look, I don't get it either. Number 67, said the deli. That can't be me, I thought. That woman in the bejeweled leotard is taking it. Her confidence fooled me. But when I looked up for my little paper slip, she was gone gone like last week's trash to the trash island. <laughs> Double kosher wine is fine, Ma said. But after half a, half a sip, the conchmigliere yelled, this is too delicious to be right. Kill them. They took out their guns. Two shots. <laughs> Ma, Pa, three more shots. Aunt Shana, little Tommy, big Tommy. Fourteen more shots. Great Grandma Joan. Cousin Barth, niece Tabitha, my fun uncle, my normal uncle, huge Tommy, Uncle Natch, who is a lawyer and demands that we mention that, my fourth grade teacher, Captain Karate, Todd, Mr. Muffle, my fraternal twin, Jerry, Professor Munchkin, and yes, a lot of these were cats. And a girl I had been calling Caitlin, who was Kali the whole time, and I didn't know before she died. <laughs> it was such a massacre that the Orthodox Jewish killers renounced their faith and became the agnostic mafia. I snuck out on the fire escape, but I didn't go to the police. I'm no knock. I went right back to that deli and asked the name of their fussiest customer. 
Finding you wasn't easy. Your website is always under construction, and your Wikipedia was flagged for no one caring. <laughs> but after all this time, I'm finally going to strangle you with your feather boa that's so old it looks like a balding rope. Frankly, I have notes. I don't want to give you a line read, but I'm going to strangle you. That's it. Wait, Alvin. Don't you want to know how I knew about the murders? Because I was there that night. What? Your dear, so very dead, extended family and cats gave me a message for you. They said, Maud, now! Time up with your disgusting boa! Oh, nuts. See, that was acting, and it was the best kind of acting. Lying. Wow! My understudy dead! Me! Almost dead! This gives me another idea for a show about my bitch mother! <laughs> okay, whatever. My job's done. I'm gonna swim ashore and play the penis game with Rudy Giuliani till we both have strokes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Come back next week for Baudry Buffet in The Icebergs Coming from Inside the Boat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>